Hello, my name is Charles Johnson, and this is the Alabama Entrepreneur Podcast. Alabama entrepreneurs telling their stories, giving us a better understanding of the small business experience. Let's discuss Sean Marrow with her small business, Pamper Me Pretty Kids Spa. You lived in Maryland, Mm -hmm. and you started a spa up there for kids. I did. So can you tell me a little bit about that? That was back in 2008. Why did you do it then? So my daughter who was here with me, she was going off five or seven at the time, between five or seven. And my husband would always complain about me taking her into the adult nail spa. She would be trying to mimic the language or she would come back a conversation that wasn't appropriate. And I thought at the time, I definitely need to open something up that caters to her. I want her to be pampered, and and that's what I did. Is I had an aha moment, and it ran from there. Do you still own that location? I don't. We actually closed our doors not too long after that. What year was that? That was 2010. Was there just not enough business for that location, or did you have too many other things going on in your life? I had a lot going on in I had a new baby, a son. I was, I'm a retired hairstylist now, but I was full-time cosmetologist then. So juggling being in the salon behind a chair, running a business, trying to hire people, and then the whole financial side of it, I was not ready for to take on that big of responsibility because it was huge. We were in the mall. We had the old Disney store, which was like 6,000 square feet. The space was humongous. And it was a lot of responsibility that I was not prepared for in my 20s. <laughs> did you try to hire an accountant or did you try to do it all on your own? It, so it wasn't the accountant part. It was we, when we went in, we went in with a partner. And unfortunately in business, it's one of those things you learn that your partnership can be affected if people don't see eye to eye. And that's what it was. Um, we didn't see eye to eye. So versus going through litigation, we decided to close our doors. And my plan was to open it recently after that, but life took a turn. It didn't happen. There's so many of those twists and turns in small business. But my guess is, is you're probably still glad you did it. Yes. I mean, I took all of that bad all of that negative, all of those lessons and have over the years, because it's always been in my spirit to redo this. It's it's like, you know, one of those things where you just cannot put it down. And when it got to the point where I was up at night thinking about it, writing stuff down, I took all of those ideas, even with the negative back in 2008 to 2010 and catered it to rebranding what I have now. And so you learned a lot. I learned a lot. I'm curious, what would you say was your biggest lesson from that? Use your own money. (laughs) Use your own money. Use your own money. I sell real estate here, and I also sell real estate in Maryland. So I'm back and forth between Maryland and here. And when I say use your own money, um, I was very fortunate and blessed to not be able to take out a loan for Pay Me Free. I saved my money. I took classes. I learned from, we were the very first Pammy Pretty business like this, Kids Day Spa to open up, period. Like there, if you go back and search, you don't hear about another before 2008. I learned from people who took my idea and made it great. So I literally investigated their business. I did my homework because I wanted to know what worked for them, what didn't work. You know, what, what did tools did they use to succeed? Some of them have been, been in business for six, seven, eight years. 
So I learned from all of that. The same name that you had in Maryland. It's the exact same name. It's the exact same name I had in Maryland. Okay. Are you thinking about opening up more like in Maryland? So not in Maryland. Maryland is the, the it's kind of saturated with that now, the area that I would target. But if someone decided they wanted to franchise, that I would be open to the idea. I personally just don't want to open one in Maryland. I open this business as a gateway for my daughter to decide what she wanted to do to get a head start in life. And if she decides when she graduates from college that she wants to franchise it or sell it or run it, I'm leaving those decisions up to her. Okay, so you're really going to pass the ton on over when you get out of college. Yep, we are. We're literally setting up all of the legal documents now for me to be able to pass that baton on to her. And we have, we'll have more locations in this area. So we're opening our second location in Parkway Place Mall. So we have, if she wants to just run one, you know, and keep the other, you know, it's some leeway there. But yeah, it's completely up to her. Now, you have leased the space on Old Madison Pike, mm -hmm. and now you just said that in July, mm -hmm. you're going to be opening up a new space mm -hmm. in Parkway Place Mall. Yes. Very different lease agreements, yes. I'm sure, from one to the other. Yes. The square foot is probably 2,000 square feet at Old Madison Pike. We have about 1,800 square feet, yes. Okay, and then the one at the mall is going to be how big? 4,200 square feet. <laughs> okay. You're really trying to learn a whole new space and size and all of that. Mm -hmm. Of course, you're coming from Maryland where you had 6,000 square right. feet. Did you find that the lease agreement was the same as it was in Maryland or has that changed over the years? So we were in a mall in Maryland. So I find that the mall leases are very similar. The lease terms, um, as far as the length and as far as what you cannot and cannot do, um, they're very, very similar. So even though it's two different management companies, those were outside of the lease, um, outside of the mall, completely different. You have a little more leeway to be to do things that you want to do outside of a mall. Mall hours tend to be longer than what you probably would be used to, mm -hmm. at least on your location on Old Madison Pike. So are you going to try to mirror those openings and closing times? So you brought up a good point. In 2008, that's one of the things that we had an issue with, keeping up with the payroll for such long hours. And if you think about children, they're just not in the mall a whole day between 10 and 9. My background in, in uh, sales negotiation as being a realtor, I definitely went in negotiating my own hours for sure. So that's interesting. I think a lot of people don't know that they can negotiate a lease. I will say that the team over at Parkway Place has been amazing. I mean, we've been talking about this and working about this, um, talking about this and working on this really before I took over the lease in Madison. And it just had to be a lot of back and forth conversation. And because I think the business is so unique and I was open to their ideas on what they wanted in that space, then we came to a meeting of the minds. That's basically what it was. Another thing that you're going to be dealing with is underage kids. Mm -hmm. Have you given much thought about that and the liability that comes with that? I have what well, my insurance company has. <laughs> right. So has the insurance dictated what they feel they're comfortable with letting you do? Somewhat. Again, this business is very unique. 
I mean, even when you go to apply for a business license, when you apply, you know, to get your 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 Dodge number and everything, though it's it's so broad, it's not narrowed down to a spot for kids. So all of this had to kind of be a conversation. It couldn't be anything. I just spilled something online. It had to be a conversation. It had to be a hat with every step of this process. For them, it was well the insurance company that I have. It was more so. Um, what do you do that is different from a regular spa that would bring the liability down, which is we don't use implements. We don't use implements on any kids. We're not pushing cuticles back. We're not um, removing cuticles. We're not clipping toenails. We're not doing anything like that. There's no sharp objects that we use on the kids. Nothing like that. There's no doors on the party rooms. Again, everything is completely open. Even when we go into um, the space at Parkway Face Mall, that party room is huge and gorgeous. But it's open. You're a cosmetologist. I'm a retired cosmetologist, 24 years behind a chair. But I went to school for business management at Howard. Okay, so you went to Howard University. Well, I actually went to cosmetology school in high school. Back then, you could take a, um, a career development oh. in high school. Yeah. So I got licensed for cosmetology when I was in high school. So I used to leave at 12 o'clock in the day and go do hair in high school. And then eventually, I opened up my own spa. And then eventually I opened up Kids Pet Me Pretty Kids Day Spa. So I've, I've never worked a nine to five, ever. You've had an entrepreneurial glow about you your whole life, it sounds like. My whole life. What are you an expert in? Definitely customer service. Customer service? I love, I, when I tell you I love catering to people, that's my thing. Babies, adults, I love catering to people. I love to make people feel good about themselves. That's that's my thing. How did you become that way? I think that when I was a teenager, from probably the age of 11, middle school age, um, I was bullied. I was told every day that how ugly I was. You should jump off a roof of a building. I mean, it was bad. I hated going to school. I sat right next to this person. And I didn't have the courage to step up and say anything. So my heart goes out to anyone who doesn't feel worthy. And when I tell you that every person that I meet, I've, I've had some, it, being in the um, customer service business, you you have people who don't treat you, um, especially being a, min a minority black female, you don't, people don't always treat you the way you should be treated. But if you can change that person's perspective on things, oh my gosh, that's it for me. That's it. So since you brought it up, mm -hmm. talking about race for just a moment, mm -hmm. going from Maryland to Alabama, why did you move to Alabama? Everyone asks that question. Everyone asks that question. I'm going to be honest with you. I was, I, I didn't, my, my father was military. Okay. He was military. And so my world was, was very diverse. And because I have been put in situations to, shake hands with certain people or sit in front of certain people, my outlook on the world has been a little bit different. I embraced the challenges of moving and whatever that meant it came with. Now, I honestly, I know uh, people were hesitant, you know, like, oh my gosh, you guys are moving to Alabama, you know, make sure, be cautious of ABC. I haven't felt any of that. I have been absolutely welcomed in this area. It was a, a good move. But of course, when you bring your children to an area that you're unfamiliar with, and it has a bit of a stigmatism for A, B, and C, 
then of course you're you're nervous, you're scared, you know, it's the unknown. And that's with anything. You know, you can move a mile away and you know, you don't know who your neighbors are, so you have some unknown there. So I get that, but I mean, we believe in Jesus and we believe that he sent us here. So we had no fear. But that's great to know that here in Huntsville that you have felt so welcomed and it really hasn't been an issue. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's wonderful. So going through to set this business up in Madison, how easy was the process? It was very simple. The biggest challenge was finding the location. And it's, it's because I'm not from here. And I feel like Madison and Huntsville is, um, people are, if you live in Madison, you like to do business in Madison. And if you live in Huntsville, you like to do business in Huntsville. So it was how do I bring and bridge this gap between <laughs> Madison and Huntsville? That was a challenge. I mean, everywhere I went was helpful. When I went to get my business license, they were helpful. When I had to have an inspection on the space, you know, they came in. I passed the very first time, which was crazy. They were like, oh, my gosh. They were helpful. Um, everybody has been – I have not met a challenge where I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't. My bank that I bank with, my bank – I was telling my husband this. Um, we have been with PNC for years and years and years and years and years. But when I moved here through real estate, I hooked up with Iberia. There, I could call them on the phone and say, hey, I need this on A, B, and C. And they're like, hey, Sean, okay. Like, the, that customer service, Iberia, on Hughes, I don't know why all of them, that's the one I frequent. It's, it's top-notch. Like, so it's been a smooth process, and it's been great. The courthouse here in Madison, it's a lot smaller. It's, yeah. I would say that they are very focused on getting people in business for their tax revenue sake. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so you just found, like, if you didn't know something, you felt like you could just ask them and they would get you in the right direction. Yeah, that's exactly it. The labor market, very tough here. The unemployment rate is below 3% in Madison County. How do you find the people that you need to, to help this business thrive? That's been a struggle. That has been a struggle. And I think that it's more of a struggle now because people are still getting unemployment checks. So people are, they don't have to go, like they're comfortable collecting unemployment checks, unfortunately. So my business is, it's not a hard job at all. You know, it's a fun job. It's just, it's not a hard job. So it's, the pay is not going to be $16 an hour. I mean, you have McDonald's where you can make $14 an hour. You're not going to get that at Pamphlet Free. But you're going to have a good experience. You have a great boss. You right. Know? And the environment is great. You know, you're not slaving. The hours are good. So I think I'm competitive in that way. But it has honestly been a challenge getting people there, getting people to even come and fill out applications. What have you found that pulls people in? Or have you found that? So I, I have, the staff that I have now, um, they're, they're honestly, like, I'm truly blessed. They're a good group of for girls. And then because I travel so much, I have my daughter who I've taught her the business from A to almost Z. So, you know, we got a little bit further to go, but she can run this without me. I have another manager who, she can run this without me. I have a staff member who, I have a great group of girls. You know, I've really honestly been blessed in that area. And then I just need really one more to add to that. So I'm good on the staff in Madison. Huntsville um, is where I'm trying to get the word out. But I've even told my staff, you know, I give them an incentive. If you bring someone in, they say for 90 days, you get some money with your paycheck. 
you know. Okay, um, well, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, because, I mean, and they have, you know, they have definitely been trying to get people, you know, come in and fill out applications. Everybody doesn't make the cut. Because I say I like Chick-fil-A employees at Pamphlet Me Pretty, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> you working with babies. Like, I need you to be upbeat and lovable and that whole nine. There's no bad days at Pamphlet Me What is your marketing strategy? Run my mouth. <laughs> run, <your> mouth. <laughs> run my mouth. And get everybody else to run their mouth, too. <laughs> I, number one, really, honestly, is word of mouth. I mean, it is. You treat people good, and they talk about you. Then I am big on Facebook, Instagram, all of the free Things that I can do to put it out there, I do. I uh, I work with Discovery Middle School. I have a partnership with them that they send me girls who they feel that are underprivileged, that have been bullied, anybody they feel needs a day, and they send me those girls, and we give them free services. That's been huge there. So things like that, people talk about, you know, mm -hmm. and we never solicit these girls ourselves. It's done through the guidance council there because we want them to feel special and not isolated. Yeah. Things like that has really honestly, that's what puts the word out. These girls are going to remember this experience. That's what we want. So you just talked about the social media apps. Mm -hmm. They can be very complicated. <laughs> so what is your favorite one? Instagram. My favorite. Instagram, on Instagram, you don't get as much feedback that other people can see, but I get a lot of inboxes through Instagram. Facebook, they will respond and engage on Facebook. But Instagram is my favorite just because, it, you know, the conversation is one-on-one. -on -one. Do you pay for ads? So, oh my gosh. I pay for Yelp. Huge mistake. Huge, huge, huge mistake. And it was uh, before we actually opened. So I'm trying to get the word out. And I was talking to the young lady on the phone. And oh my gosh, she so she just rolled me in. She needs to sell real estate. She just rolled me in, and I paid for Yelp, and I paid a lot for Yelp. I did it one month, and I told them, take me off of this nail. It was very expensive, and it was not worth it. It, it just wasn't worth the money to do it. It did not work it. for me at all. Okay. Well, and that's good to know what works and what doesn't work. What has been the best advertising? The best advertising, honestly, it's kind of old school, has been the flyers and me working the pavements. And when I see people in the grocery store that has little girls, I'm like, hey, can I get you a flyer? That really, honestly, I, I went way old school with that. And word of mouth now that you're open. And word of mouth, yep. Anything else that you would like to add to this interview that you think would be helpful with someone starting a small business? If you are starting a small business, there is a lot of anxiety that comes behind that. There's a lot of questions. What if it doesn't work? What if this is not, you know, what I need to be doing at this particular time? There's a, there's a lot of negatives that come with that. The business side of it can be worked out. I feel like you can, you can find, especially nowadays, everything is on the internet. You can find ways to do what you need to do from a business and an operational standpoint. But to make it out here, you have to have a strong mind to be able to withstand those times where, you may not have customers coming in. No one may not be calling your phone, but just know that you got into this business for your why and always keep that in the forefront of your mind. And regardless of what the economy says, you know, when you have a purpose to help people, a purpose to be better and to make people better, let that be your drive. And so important to remember that. Yeah, because people, I mean, you, you, 
now you, you can get the financial backing, you know, but, but it's that, it's that, that withstanding spirit that allows you, even when you're tired, you know, to go in there. I, I still sell real estate here and in Maryland and still I go into Pammy Pretty every single day. I clean my own spa because it's my baby. You know, right. and no one takes care of your baby like you take care of them. You can't leave those things to other people. And that's what I'm just kind of, the, the kids that I have, the teenagers that I have that are in college, I have one now, I just told her, I'm, I'm getting ready to show her the ropes. I'm going to show her the business side of it because I also want you to have, when you're in college, this experience, say, I've been able to do this. Right. So it's not just about my daughter. It's about all these other young ladies who come up under my wing. When you leave me, you're going to leave me better. That's great. All right, Sean, thank you for coming in and talking with me. I greatly appreciate it. This has been a great experience for me getting to meet you and talk with you. So uh, I just greatly appreciate you taking the time to do it. All right, there you have it. Sean Marrow, owner of Pamper Me Pretty Kids Spa, another great Alabama entrepreneur. If you want to enhance your experiences throughout the great state of Alabama, I urge you to seek out locally owned small businesses. They will certainly increase your happiness. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving it a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening.